Join the people on the move. People who are hungry for new experiences with our God. Our vocation is not religion, but a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you are ready to join us in our pursuit of God, you are most welcome at Goal Center on plot number 17734 Nangwenya Road. We congregate on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 hours. Gospel Outreach Fellowship, the people on the move. There is healing there. Come into his house. There is joy. Let's praise Almighty God. Lift his holy name. Come into his house to pray. Come into his house. There is healing there. Come into his house. There is joy. Let's praise Almighty God. Lift His holy name. Come into His house to pray. I welcome you all in the name of Jesus Christ, who is the Savior and the Lord of all mankind. And I want to greet you who have come here to God Center today. And uh, I want to greet those of you who have joined us on television. And may I ask all those who are here at Go Center to give a very special welcome to our visitors on television. Today we want to study the Word of God. We have been studying the Word of God under a heading which is called Family Under Attack. And truly, this is what we are seeing in the day and age in which we are living. And today I want to tackle a subject under this, this main heading, and it is called Facing the Challenges Together. Facing the Challenges Together. I want to take you to the Word of God, and I'm going to read uh, from the book of Ecclesiastes. I'm going to read from chapter 4, starting from verse 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, starting from verse 7. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is also meaningless and depressing. Well, this is the first part. Now, listen to the second part of what I want to read. And that's verse 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand together back to back and conquer. Three are even better off, for a tripled braided cord is not easily broken. Praise the Lord. I'm sure some of you know this scripture. But we want to look at it from a very, very fresh perspective today. Let me also read uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. These are the words of Jesus. And he said, I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Lord our God, we want to thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to be together in the house of the Lord and once again listen to your word of life, the word which is giving us direction, which is giving us light in a dark world. And I pray, Lord, 
unlock this word for all of us today. Lead us by your Holy Spirit deeper into your truth and make us understand what you ask us to do today and in the days before us. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, let your Holy Spirit be with every single one of us and give us attention to hear and receive the word of life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Facing the challenges together. I think it's obvious, I don't need to tell you that life is not always easy. There are battles and challenges are always there. I don't need to tell you in details what these challenges are because they may be different for every single one of us, but they are really there. Now, I want you to understand that I'm talking about couples. And if you're not a couple, uh, please don't give up because what the Word of God is saying to us is not only valid for a husband and a wife, but it's true even for two people who get together for one purpose. It is also true for those who are not yet married, but who are looking forward to marry, and you know, that can be good pre-marriage counseling for you. All right, so please, this message is for everyone. Even so, I may speak, you know, a little bit more precisely into the lives of couples. But make sure that whatever you hear, it is for all of us. Okay? In fact, the scripture in uh, the book of Ecclesiastes does not say that two is better than one and meaning a one man and one woman, but it says two is better than one. Okay? So it could be two people who have come together for a purpose in their lives to pray in a certain area or to stand for a certain, for a certain truth. Uh, and so, please, it is true for everyone. Even so, it has got a greater bearing, of course, for couples. Now, I want couples to understand me here. You know, God has given us, and I say us because I have the other half of my couple sitting here somewhere. Uh, I'm a couple, you know, even so you see only half of the couple right now. Uh, but I want to say couples have a great advantage. And we need to exploit the advantage of being a couple. All right? Unfortunately, there are many, many couples, married people, in case you don't understand what couple means, okay, who are Married, maybe they got married some time ago, some years ago, maybe some decades ago, and uh, they are heading towards the same house at the end of the day, and they are living in the same house, and the next morning they are heading out from the same house only to return back to the same house, but they are still remaining two individuals. Now, that is very unfortunate because they are not exploiting the advantage which God has given to two people to be together and to become one, all right? And that's what I want to talk about today. You see, it's always grieving me and paining my heart when I'm called to speak into the lives of uh, uh, two people, a couple, and uh, when you begin to talk to them, you realize that these people are really not together. They are separate. They may be under one roof. They may have given each other vows one time in the past, but they are really not together. One does not really know what the other one is doing. You know, uh, when Jesus said, let the right not do, know what the left is doing, he didn't mean that the man should not know what the woman is doing or the other way around. You understand? That's a different context. So please, when you read the word of God, you must read with wisdom. Otherwise, you may get a wrong kind of conclusion. So the Bible says the two shall leave, you know, father and mother. The man will leave father and mother, and the woman will have to leave as well. Otherwise, it will not be two, because the Bible says the two will become one flesh. And so really, the advantage which couples have is that they can be one, that they can be together. That's the great advantage which every couple is supposed to exploit 
and I want to encourage you to exploit that advantage. The word of God is very, very clear that two is better than one. Okay? No question about that. No question about that. If you go into the book of uh, Genesis chapter 1, you will find out that when God created the world, he had a certain portion of work which he did on what is called a day. Okay? And at the end of the day, God looked at it and he always, you know, uh, looked at it to see how it did come out. Okay? The Bible says, and he saw it and it was good. Every day. He saw it and it was good. Praise the Lord. Because what God is doing is always good. He's not like a human being who has got shortcomings, who has got, you know, uh, second thoughts about, about building a castle and is going to wipe it out and starts afresh. No, God will always do things perfectly well. 100%. And so every day we have this repeated, what God did. God looked at it, he saw it, and it was good. But then there is one time when God looked at something and he said, it is not good. Now, understand that God did not say this because he did something which was not good. But it was only half the creation at that particular time. And so, said, so God said, something is still missing here. And that is what, when, when man was alone, and God made a very powerful statement, I, and I know that God does not make statements in vain, he made that statement for us to know and understand. And he said very, very clearly, it's very explicit in the, in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, that it is not good for man to be alone. All right? It is not good for man to be alone. And uh, for all of those uh, who are listening to me today and uh, you're still alone, you know, think again about your position. Unless God told you explicitly you should stay alone and maybe find somebody to, to continue doing a certain work, then maybe you will be excused for that. But in general, the truth is that it is not good for man to be alone. All right? It's a very simple truth from the Word of God. And I hear some very loud yeses from people who are single. <laughs> so I, I think uh, they will be able to tell you a story about uh, uh, it's not good to be alone. All right? Unfortunately, some uh, people who got married and who are couples, they seem to have forgotten the fact that actually they are blessed by being able to be together. Unless, of course, they are still heading for the same house only to, to, to be still apart from one another. And that is really not good. You know, God wants us to have communion and have fellowship with one another. And great things are in store for every people, you know, for every couple, for every married couple who is together and people who are uniting for a purpose. Now remember, I say this now, for those of you who may not be married, that there is power in being together with at least one other person. You know, Jesus called his disciples, and uh, then we see that at one particular time or different times, Jesus sent them out, and he sent them out two by two, okay? He didn't send one. Because, you know, one person is always vulnerable. If you go out for outreach or if you do something, you know, maybe you want to start your own company, it's always a good idea to be two. Because when you are alone, you are very vulnerable. You know, that's the way God made us. God made us with two eyes in front. You don't have any eyes behind here. I'm not alone in that. Praise God. So when you look uh, at my back, you won't see any eye, and uh, neither do you have one behind. Uh, obviously, we need each other. God did not make mankind to uh, be self-dependent. You know, today you have a lot of people who want to be uh, independent from anything and everything and everybody else. Now, let me tell you, 
Independence is not only a blessing, it can be a curse. Number one, we cannot be independent of God without really losing out the blessings from God. Okay? Number two, we need to depend on other people. Now, just imagine you would be the only person in the world. Just for a moment, just imagine. You would be the only person in the world. No market where you can go and buy beans. No shop to go and get millimil. No sugar anywhere far and white. You know, have you, have you seen uh, how, how people were panicking when there was no sugar in the shops for a short time? You know, but just imagine you are alone, all by yourself. No transport. You know, no bricklayers to build your house. Everything you do, you must do alone. Can you imagine what life would be like? And that's why the Bible says two is better than one. Because when you are two, you can put your heads together, you can discuss how are we going to uh, go ahead with this program of ours, and you can begin to put things into place. And of course, eventually, we are not just two or pairs of two, but we need each other. We are a community. We are people who are put together as the fellowship of believers here in the church, and we thank God for that. That's a great advantage. You know, before you say something negative about your, your spouse, think again. Think again. Okay, we are all very quick to uh, condemn. Uh, he didn't do what I wanted him to do. He, she, didn't, she didn't give me uh, the respect I wanted. And all these kind of things. But hey, listen. What if he or she were not there? Think about it. Why don't you write down uh, one page in your notebook if you have one, and if you don't have one, you get, get one. You know, it's always good to write things down. Write down how life would be without your spouse. Okay? You men, think about who is going to wash your socks. <laughs> Who is going to help you when you have hurt yourself? You know, think about, you know, it's very easy to criticize, but you know, I want you to see the advantage, you know, the great opportunity which every couple should exploit by knowing there is a husband, there is a wife on my side, there is somebody I can trust who will help me and support me in whatever situation comes along. Now, let's understand, God's blueprint is companionship, is partnership. You know, the Bible tells us that God made man in his own image. And because God made man in his own image, there couldn't be just one person alone, because God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen? And because of that, we were also made body, soul, and spirits. We are a trinity. Every human being is a trinity. Of course, some, some people who don't know Jesus, they may have a spirit which is but dead, unfortunately. But we are all made in the image of God. But not only are we made Father, or in the image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but we are also made in different personalities, okay? When you look at a family, you have got father, mother, and children, okay? And I think clearly the Bible tells us that this was not by accident, it was not a second thought, it was the plan of God for our world. When God created Adam, you know, every one of us was included in Adam. Male and female, young and old, you know, everybody was in Adam. God never made a second human being from the ground, okay? Every human being came from the first human being, even if came from Adam. Are you, are you getting my point? 
God did not go back to the, to the soil and form another person and said, okay, Adam here is Eve. You know, otherwise I'm sure even up to today, couples would quarrel about which soil was better. No, we all come from the same clay, you understand? <laughs> we all have the same origin. The first man was the only one God ever created. Every other person was in Adam. Eve was removed from Adam. And just look at your children, they came from you. Praise the Lord. Of course, that's the way God do, is doing things in a wonderful and perfect way. So no second thought, everything was well planned before the foundation of the world, as the Bible tells us. Now, God is working as a team. Did you notice that? You see, at one time, Jesus is saying that the Son of Man will do nothing until he hears the Father tell him to do it. So in other words, the Father and the Son were always working in unison. They were always working in absolute harmony together. And when Jesus left, he said, I'm going to send you another counselor. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who will be with you forever. And of course, the Holy Spirit will always work in complete harmony and unison with the Father and the Son. And you know, that's a great, great example for us who are living in this world to order our life in the same way. You know, because we are made in the image of God and God wants us that we are emulating the teamwork of God in our own life. God wants us to work together as a team, husband and wife and even children or two people who are, you know, partnering together for a certain purpose. God wants us to be two because there's power in two people partnering for the purpose for which God has put us in this world. Now, in order for us to do that, it is very, very crucial that we are learning to communicate, okay? We must be able to communicate. And you know, it is supposed to be so easy to communicate, you know, because we have got a mouth to talk and we have got two ears to hear. When you are asking the cell phone uh, providers uh, whether communication is uh, working, they will tell you, yeah, we are making a lot of money out of communication. And I'm sure most of you, you are having your phone in your pocket, make sure it's off. You know, communication, we all agree is important. It's important. And yet, despite the fact that we have got so many opportunities today to talk to each other, we seem not to talk to each other enough. You know, we would rather spend a 50,000 kwacha airtime to talk to all of our people in, in different places than speak to our husband or wife who is just sitting next to us. Where you don't spend a single engway to talk. How comes? You know, I've been wondering many times, you know, does, does Communication need to cost something, then why don't you introduce a cost when you begin to talk, but at least talk. <laughs> Communication is absolutely crucial. Now, the Bible tells us we should talk the truth to one another, but talking the truth means we have to talk, isn't it? And that's very, very crucial that we speak to one another, that we encourage one another, that we admonish one another. That's very, very crucial. Now, communication is very important, as I've said already, in everything we do. If we are not communicating well, you know, if there is bad communication, there can be something which is called friendly fire. 
you know, you're listening to the news time and again, and just recently, you know, we have heard this actually many times over the past few years where there are wars going on in different places of, of our globe, and then you hear a report there was friendly fire. Now, what is friendly fire? Can there be something like friendly fire? You know? In other words, what is happening in friendly fire, you know, there is an army which is fighting another army or, you know, maybe the rebels are fighting the army or whatever the case may be, and uh, then they seem not to be able to, to match the, 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 the other side. So they're calling in for help, and that's what the report was I heard just a few days ago. They're calling for help. We are in trouble here. Can you help us? And then, of course, they must give communication, good communication. I see somebody nodding his head because that's what he's doing, you know. Uh, so once the communication is there, you must tell the other side where you are, what the situation is, because if you don't tell them well, if you are not communicating properly, you know, they may, you may find that they are throwing their, their, their missiles at you rather than at your enemy. And unfortunately, that is what happens many times. I mean, not too many times, but it has happened too many times anyway, isn't it? In many marriages, there's friendly fire. Friendly fire, you know? Why? Because of bad communication. You understand? There is not enough talking to one another. And because you have not clarified issues good enough, you know, instead of attacking the enemy, you're attacking each other. And of course, the, the enemy will say, hey, hey, this is, exactly, <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted, you know? So you must be very careful that you communicate well and that your communication is not disturbed, not interrupted by some outside forces who are trying to destroy you. Make sure you take time to talk to one another. Only when we are well informed about each other's needs can we really help. You know, I've seen time and again, and uh, not only in other people's life, even in my own life, that sometimes we assume certain things which we should not assume, okay? Especially young couples, you know? And I remember when I was young, I made the same mistake, you know? You come together, finally you are in the bliss of marriage. You know, just finished your, your um, you know, honeymoon and, uh, you know, everything seems to be uh, over the moon, you know? And then all of a sudden, bah, things happen which you didn't expect. And why? The issue is that, you know, when we come together, two different personalities from two different families used to do different things. We assume that what I do, she must know. And she must exactly, automatically do the same thing like I expect. And that is not true. You understand? We are different people. We are different personalities. And for you to assume it is a big mistake. And so please, if you are a young couple or even an old couple, don't assume anything. Make sure that you communicate, that you talk properly. You know, otherwise there can be friendly fire and it will have some casualties at the end of the day. Make sure you communicate well. Amen? I think all of us at one time or the other, we became victims of bad communication. Has it ever happened to me like it has to me that you are agreeing with somebody to pick you up at a certain time at a certain place and you stand there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? You say, okay, I, I understand people can come late. One hour, you still say, ah, you know, I think now something should happen. Two hours and nothing happens. Then eventually you go back home. You know, today we are living in the days of, uh, of cell phones, so you can make a call and say what is happening. But do you know that most of us lived in days of less communication than we have today? No cell phones. Those of you who are young, listen, there was an age without a cell phone. <laughs> 
And so the only way is, you know, to, to walk back to where you can meet a person and say, what happened? And so it happened to me. I made a, a, a good arrangement, at least as I thought, that my friend would pick certain places at a certain time, and I waited for two hours. Then I gave up. I said, ah, now he's not going to come. So I went home. And whatever we had planned for that day, it didn't work. Next time I saw him, he says, and in fact, I wanted to be, to be angry about him. He says, why? But he was the first one. He says, why? Where were you? <laughs> and I said, that's what I wanted to ask you. Where were you? So we tried to compare, you know, I was there. And he said, I was also there. But somehow we agreed, you know, at least we thought we agreed on one place, but we agreed on different places. He agreed on his place, I agreed on my place. <laughs> and so we were not very far apart from each other. He was waiting for an hour or two for me. I was waiting for two hours for him, but we were in different places. And we didn't know that somebody was asking, waiting for, for, for the other one on the other place and the other one on the other place. So we never met. The program failed through. And that's very sad. We had a good plan for that day, but it was canceled because of bad communication. And that's why it is so important, dear friends, and I speak to husbands, I speak to wives, please make sure that you have communicated and that it has arrived on the other side properly. Sometimes it doesn't hurt to say, what did I say? You know, we men, and I'm, I'm, I, must, I must confess I'm a guilty party in that. You know, we love newspapers. I can see some people smiling. We love newspapers. So when we are going to be in the newspaper, somebody is talking somewhere, and we say, yes, yes. Yeah, no problem, no problem, it's okay. But we are not understand, we're not hearing, you understand? We have heard, but we didn't register. So if you see that your friend is busy with something, don't assume it has arrived. Make sure that you have communicated and that it is registered on the other side. Because otherwise, you may be in for a root shock afterwards. Are we together? And you know, when things do not work out, especially with couples, I told you so. Didn't you hear what I was saying? You know, can you, can you bear with me with that argument? Is there any couple who has never had that argument? I told you. You didn't tell me. <laughs> Both are saying the truth, you know. One said, I told you, and truly, he or she said it. But the other one says, you didn't tell me, because the ears were somewhere else. That's a problem. You know, that's a challenge in every marriage. That's a challenge when two people are walking together that they are communicating properly. Now the Bible tells us here, you know, two, better, two people are better off than one and I still want to maintain that fact because that's the, the, the scripture, okay? But of course there are some challenges along the way. And the Bible says then, for they can help each other succeed. Praise the Lord. But how can you help each other succeed? You can only do so when you have learned to communicate effectively. If you don't communicate effectively, you are not going to succeed, but you might have friendly fire instead. Okay? So it goes on, the Bible says, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But again, you know, there are many things we can be caught in, we can be found in. We can be in trouble in one way or the other. And you won't always stand next to each other that one will see, oh, he has fallen. You understand? You need to learn to be open to each other and let each other know what you're going through. If you feel miserable at one time, tell the, your friend, I'm feeling miserable, and the, your friend will come and encourage you and lift you up again. Praise the Lord. You know, I see the value of, of a partner, because you know, when I'm miserable, 
uh, she will always have an encouragement for me. That I can assure you. So please, don't be miserable alone. Otherwise, you will not come out of your misery anymore. But make sure that you communicate. Okay? The Bible carries on and says, if two people, and uh, this is very, very relevant right now, you know, lie together or lie to down uh, separately, they feel cold, you know, but together we can warm each other up. Isn't that nice? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Isn't that true? I mean, I'm sure many of us, if not all of us, have experienced that at one time or the other, that we are standing alone, somebody attacked us, and we were overpowered. And that's why it is so important that we have somebody who we can trust. And couples are very fortunate because they have somebody who not only is you know, in the same house, but somebody who has promised for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, I will be with you. That's wonderful, isn't it? Two people, as New Living Translation says, can stand back to back and conquer. So your vulnerable side, the back, can be covered by somebody else's back and you are able to conquer whatever challenge will come against you. That's great, but remember, you need to communicate. You need to tell somebody about that. Because if you don't, then it may be very difficult for you to see the help force coming because you didn't tell anybody. So we need to learn to communicate effectively. And then when we are communicating effectively, we are able to turn our challenges into blessings. Praise the Lord. We have an opportunity to turn our challenges or our battles or our difficulties into opportunities. Every challenge has the potential to become a stepping stone for something greater. Or it can destroy us as well. If we don't handle a thing in a good way, in a right way, you know, a challenge can easily roll us over. But if we are together and we help one another, it can become a stepping stone for something much, much greater. Look at the people of Israel. You know, the greatest challenge they ever had as a nation was when they were in slavery in Egypt. And then God said to them, you know, it's time. He sent Moses to them and says, people, let's go. Moses was told, given, uh, given notice, let my people go. And they were studying off, of course, through many difficulties. Many, many, many challenges were there. But praise God, they began to move. And what was a great challenge became the greatest opportunity. You know, to leave slavery and walk into freedom and eventually into the promised land. Unfortunately, it didn't all happen without many problems along the way, but that's what it is. I remember so well, you know, when we um, were at a certain point of our ministry, my wife and I, we had great, great problems, great difficulties. And these difficulties threatened to destroy our lives and our ministry. But you know, we, we were communicating well. We had learned from these early days when we didn't do it well, you know. We learned to, you know, line each other up and support one another absolutely 100%. And I'm not saying this to boast, but I want to tell you it is absolutely true. Because if we didn't do that, we could have not come through that great, great challenge in our life. And what wanted to destroy us became the greatest opportunity in our life. Became the greatest, you know, breakthrough which God has ever given us for our ministry. And praise God, it worked out. But I want to tell you, that it did not happen very easily. In fact, and this is one of the points I want to make here, when this 
threat came against our ministry and against our life, there were forces who were trying to divide us. Because, you know, the devil knows very well when you are divided, you are vulnerable. You become weak. You can easily be attacked. You can easily be conquered. You know, every army, every general in the world knows very well, you know, if we are fighting our enemies just straight ahead on, then we may have not a chance. So we need to try to divide the different groups so that we can deal with them in small groupings. Then we are going to win. Every soldier will be able to tell you that. And that's exactly what the devil is trying to do or is doing against us. You know, it's trying to bring division into our lives. The division can come from outside where tr people are trying to, you know, sweet talk you and talk badly about your friend. Please don't listen to such nonsense. The devil is only interested in one thing, and that is to separate the two of you. So he may sing nice tunes about you. Oh, you are so good, so wonderful. Only your, 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 you know, your husband or your wife is such, a, is such a nut, you know? Such a hopeless fellow. And you may feel good, ah, at least me, I'm good, you know? <laughs> Don't fall for that. You know, Adam and Eve, they, they were falling into that same trap. I don't know what happened to Adam. He must have walked away when, when the serpent was still talking to Eve. And that was his mistake. He was divided. And when Adam was not there, Eve fell. And then after she had eaten, she also gave her husband. He says, come on, I've eaten. Now you also must eat. You see, that's the strategy of the enemy. To try and get you on your weak sides to try and get you alone. And if you are together with somebody he knows you are so strong, you are not easily be penetrated, he will first try to put a wedge between the two of you so that you get separated. And once you are separated, he will deal with each one of you. That's why it's so important to talk to each other and to see to it that the challenges we are facing, we face them together. This is my message today. Face the challenges of life together. Don't let your husband or your wife or somebody alone uh, go and, and deal with the trouble. Deal with it together. Now, you may be saying, okay, my husband or my wife, you know, we have got different jobs. It doesn't matter. You will always come back together and you can always share with each other. You know, when you have a challenge, stand together. One man told me, you know, when I come home, I can't tell my wife what I'm going through. I feel so ashamed. He says, you know, this is a wrong shame. Because you are husband and wife, you are supposed to be one. And the shame which you have is not from God, it's from the devil. He's giving you that shame that you are not sharing because he knows when you share, you will be strong. Why was the man ashamed? Because he made some mistakes on the way. You know, we are human beings. Wake up. We're making mistakes. You're also quiet. It looks like you have never made, never made one. We all do. We all do. But praise God, out of mistakes, we learn. Okay? And it's not, it's not uh, you know, I, I would say the end of the world if we have made a mistake the first time. What we shouldn't do is make the same mistake the second time. Are you with me? You know, let's learn something out of the mistakes we have made. Praise the Lord. Uh, at least now I see some people breathing. <laughs> you know, God wants us to understand the advantage we have as couples to face life's challenges together. You know, please do not try to fight your battle all by yourself and then you become agitated and you even, you know, say things which you shouldn't say to your partner just because you are not sharing with him or with her what you are going through. Be open. Tell each other. Share. Because then you can reinforce 
your marriage and stand strong against whatever difficulties will come your way. Do not reject the challenges on your way. You never know. Maybe a challenge will come in your way and underneath the challenge, there's a gold mine. So if you throw the challenge away, the gold mine also is gone. But you know, mining, mining is difficult. You have heard there's a new mine and opening up very soon, but I don't know how many millions of dollars they have already spent before they have even taken anything out of the ground from that mining efforts. So mining is not easy. So challenges will be there. But understand that as you are going to meet the challenges and overcome the difficulties, you are going to see good and powerful results come out of that difficulty. And I tell you, don't be afraid of difficulties. I know sometimes they become so much, you know, uh, hardships and difficulties and problems when they are prolonging too much for our own taste. We are, we are wearing out, you know, we are, becoming, we are becoming tired. But I want you to understand that you need your partner to give you courage again, to help you up again, and to stand together strongly and overcome. If you meet a challenge in your life, whatever it may be, as a team, you will be able to overcome and you will get a great reward. And remember, I want to talk to couples right now. Don't you think you can do it alone? You need each other. You need each other. If you have not been in good talking terms, then I want to tell you the devil had some good success in your life and you better reverse the successes of the devil and come back to talking terms. Usually when two people come to me for counseling, for pre-marriage counseling, I always talk, tell them and they are usually smiling. He says, you know, whenever people come to me, they always come and says, we want to get married. And of course, we want to get happy. You know, not one single time have I ever experienced that a couple came to me and says, Pastor, can you marry us because we want to be miserable? <laughs> it has never happened. Uh, for one reason or the other, it has never happened. I've consulted with some other pastors. It has not happened to anyone I know. So in other words, these two people, you know, and I'm sure you were that kind of couple one day, you came to a pastor or you wanted to get married and you says, we, we want to get into marriage and we feel we will be happy in marriage. We will be fulfilled in marriage. And praise God for that. But then along the way, things don't work out as you thought they should. And sometimes we are no longer on talk, talking terms. Sometimes we are becoming annoyed at each other. Sometimes we are getting stuck with each other. And sometimes we say, why did I ever make that mistake to get in, in, into marriage with you? But remember your first love. Not only did your first love to God, but your first love to your spouse. You know, remember the nice things you said. Try, try to close your eyes and hear your own voice. Just recall it, you know. Yeah. Those of you who are singles, you may not understand what we are talking about. <laughs> and then, you know, renew, renew your first love and say, why am I stuck here? This is the devil, for sure. This is not what I want. This is not what my partner wants. We want to love each other. We want to be, take care for each other. We want to help one another. We want to succeed in our marriage. Praise the Lord. I've got good news for you. It is possible. Take advantage of you being together. Because everything else, you know, it comes from an enemy from outside. Sometimes there's an enemy even within us who is trying to push their own opinion. But let's learn to take care for each other. Let me just take you quickly to a very, very powerful scripture in the uh, book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12. The Bible says, 
So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Look after each other. Praise God. You know, when the, the knees have become feeble and they shake, when the, weak have be, uh, the, the hands have become weak, encourage each other. You know, that's why we are there. Together in marriage. And that's why I want to tell all of you others who are not married, it's so important that you find somebody you can trust. You can pray together. You can, you can soldier forward together. Because together... There's always strengths. Two is better than one, for sure. Two is bringing us back down on the ground. Because, you know, when you're alone, you may sometimes like flying on cloud nine. You know, you think, I don't know who you are. You know, and you think, yeah, I'm doing fine. And all of a sudden, you hammer the ground at a high speed. Because, after all, Maybe you are not on cloud nine, but somewhere else, and you are falling. But you see, God is good. He wants us to be supported and to be helped in whatever situation we find ourselves in. Take care of each other and resist every spirit of division. Listen, I want to say that again, husbands, wives, I want to say that to you explicitly, clear. Resist every spirit of division. Don't, don't wait until it becomes too big, even when it's still very small. Stop it. Try to find common ground. Try to build your life together. Build your marriage together. Find a way to remove the misunderstanding and the division. The Lord Jesus said, what God put together, let no man separate. But you know, that's exactly what the devil is all out to do. He's trying with a small wedge, cha-cha-cha, you know, just a just little bit, pa-pa-pa-pa. He sees when you have different, maybe you have different opinion, and that's normal. You know, there's nothing wrong with having different opinions. But then, you know, somebody becomes angry, and the devil says, aha, pa-pa-pa. So he's trying to put something in between. Next time you are disagreeing, he puts it a bit deeper. Next time he puts it a bit deeper. I, I learned how to split uh, big locks when I was still young. You know, uh, this was a day when we, we, we had uh, a big oven in our house and so we had to, to split the, 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 the timber. So what we, we did, you know, sometimes there were big trees like this. What we did, we got some wedges, you know, and we hammered a wedge in one of the places. Then we took another one and put it on another corner, you know, across. So we, we looked how the, how the timber was and we put several wedges there. And so what we did now was every time you hit one wedge, next time you hit the other one, next time you hit the other one, and then you repeat the whole thing. And after some time, you know, because the wedge is just opening a gap, you understand? You open a gap like this, you know? So you put this inside, it's very sharp there. And you hammer for a while, and all of a sudden, the whole lock falls into two pieces. That's what we have to be careful about. Because the devil is a master vetcher, okay? Trying to bring division in different places. We may not notice it immediately, but that's what the devil is trying to do. You know, just because we have different opinions, just because uh, we, we misunderstand each other in one time or the other, but we need to make sure that we are not allowing the devil to take advantage of that. Amen? At times, division may want to come from outside. Sometimes it comes from within our own hearts. 
make sure you don't give the devil a chance. Because remember what I was saying? He just wants to make you weaker and weaker and weaker until you are falling apart. You have a responsibility to keep your marriage relationship strong. You have a responsibility to stand together and remove every division which comes. And you can do that because you are two. And that is better than one. God will bless you and help you in doing that. Now finally, the word of God says that three is even better. Okay, two is better than one, but three, or a cord with three strands cannot be easily broken. And to me, this means something very simple. To me, this means the third strand is not a human strand, it is the divine strand of God's. And I want to tell you, dear brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, those of you who are married, and even those who, are want, who want to get married soon, keep the third party involved. Keep Jesus in the center of your life. Remember the Lord in all you do. Understand that only he can give you the strength to overcome in all circumstances. You know, stability and tenacity are a gift from God. A, a, a cord with three strands cannot be quickly broken. You know, two strands can be maybe unraveled. And the devil is trying to do that time and time again. But when the Lord is in our life, and even when he will have a right to speak into our lives and help you to remove the divisions and remove the misunderstandings, we will be able to stand strong against every force of the enemy. Let Jesus be the third strand in your life. And remember, keep your prayer channel open. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 5, Treat, and this is a, a word to the husbands, but it's true for both sides. Treat her as you should, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Okay? Listen carefully. When you are together in marriage, you want to have the blessings of God, and we want all, all want to have the blessings of God as children of God. We will be able to talk freely to God when our relationship is strong and when we are united. When we are divided, our prayer is going to be hindered. And please do not allow anyone to hinder your prayer life. Turn your challenges into blessings. When challenges come and they do come, face them together. Husbands and wives, why don't you talk about certain issues today when you get home? Tonight, when the children are in bed or when nobody is disturbing you, find a place, sit down. You know, check the wedges and remove them and tell them this is our enemy who wants to bring us down. You know, talk to each other where you need help. And I can tell you, God will give you grace to stand strongly and be able to overcome. The Bible says a person standing alone can be attacked and be defeated. But when you are together, you can stand together, back to back, and conquer every force of darkness. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord our God, we want to thank you so much for your mighty and powerful word which is fresh, which is living, which is sharper than a double-edged sword. I want to thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that this word is bringing people together. And Lord, I pray that may this word, which has been going out today, bring many people, husband and wives, together. People who are divided by all kinds of different issues. Lord, let them come back together. Talk to each other, communicate, share their heart. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you give grace to every single husband, to every single wife, to share that which is on their heart. Lord Jesus, I pray to join that you help every couple to face the challenges, the hardships, the difficulties together and overcome together. 
Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that your word is life, that your word is truth, that your word is helping us to put the attacker behind us and to succeed and have victory in our marriage lives. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for the family. Come into his house, there is healing there. Come into his house, there is joy. Praise Almighty God, lift his holy name. Come into his house to pray. Come into his house, there is healing there. There is joy. Let's praise Almighty God. Lift His holy name. Come into His house.